remember that time, like two or three years ago, when like clowns were a big thing and they were just like popping up and standing in the street? To, I like, do. Spook people. That was a really stupid time. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I never saw any, but I remember I had a friend that wanted to go out and find some. If I would have seen a clown, I would have punched it in the we, face. We, 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 she was like, no, we got to go find them to see if they're out there. And I said, dude, that's a horrible idea. That is a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about clowns this episode. <laughs> so. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the A&M podcast. Episode two. Electric Boogaloo. It's the only opportunity I'm able to say that, so I had to say it. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, everybody, welcome to the A&M Podcast. We are very excited to be back. Um, today, like we said, we are going to be talking about It Chapter 2. If you guys have not seen it, we will be talking about spoilers. So We'll try to do like a general thoughts first and then go more to spoil ter- spoiler territory. I feel like that would be a safer way of going about yes, it. Yes, yeah, but but just a forewarning, we will be getting into spoilers for the for the movie. So if you haven't seen it, turn off the podcast, go see it, and then once you have seen it, bring the podcast back on. Yeah. Um also just to some level of consistency, we can still do what we watched this week. Uh, we'll start off with that. And then uh, the, there is really nothing that happened in the news. So uh, this is probably going to be a much shorter episode of the podcast. So you're welcome. Also, there's a rabbit just in the room we're recording in. Don't ask why he's there. Uh, it's hot California summers. And you can't leave your rabbits outside. But he's he's <laughs> staying in the room with us. So you might hear some rustling in the background. <laughs> hey, Blackjack. Good old Blackjack. Yeah. We'll see if he has any input to offer. I, I, I doubt it, though. Well, anyway... Marco, what did you watch this week? This week uh, was very similar to last week in that I just continued This Is Us and I actually am all caught up. So I have completed seasons one through three and now I'm just waiting for season four to premiere uh, September 24th on NBC. So very much looking forward to that. It sounded like an ad read. Exactly. Wow, very much looking forward to This Is Us September 24th, everybody. NBC, if you're listening, please. They're not listening. <laughs> um <laughs> So real quick, for anybody who is either new to our podcast or is unfamiliar with the show This Is Us, um, I kind of want to just give a quick description of what it is. So the overall story is about one family. It's about a set of triplets and their parents, and it takes place over multiple timelines um, when the parents were young to when the parents uh, just had their kids to when the kids are a little older, uh, when they're teens, and then when they're adults. And it just tells the story of this family and the struggles that they go through, the good times, the bad times, everything. And it's called This Is Us because it's supposed to be a a show that feels real. And so, you know, it's us, you know, it's us as humanity. These are the stories. These are the experiences that we have. And so that's just what the show is about. And if you are interested in it, I highly recommend checking it out. What's your favorite season? my favorite season now that you're done oh man um season one is honestly i i think i gotta give it to season one just because it is it, it's like the intro to all these characters and it, it, there are so many episodes in it that are just so great the thing about all these seasons is that they have episodes that are beyond spectacular yes none of the episodes are bad i don't think i've ever watched an episode of that show and felt that the episode it that i was watching was made. a low one but each season has its episodes where it's like, okay, that one wasn't as strong as, as other ones have been. But in my opinion, the, 
the season that had the strongest episodes, probably season one. Um, oh man, actually, now that I think about well, it, well, it's not the therapy. Nothing beats the therapy. Episode. Yeah, yeah, season two. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess I should clarify. I recently only caught up to season two. I'm now done with seasons one and two. I have not started season three yet, but I have seen that therapy episode. So if you've if you've seen the show before, you know what I'm talking about. That's the best one. That is so far. An incredible episode. I, it's funny because like when you asked me it, I thought I had a definite answer, but then the, as I was speaking and thinking about it, I just completely lost it. Like I, I wanted to say one, three, then two, but then I thought about, <laughs> you know, two probably has the biggest, the biggest event the that biggest has happened in the pull. show yeah. so far. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that just kind of like you also cancels out what i was saying you find out a lot more in season two as well yes. just the stuff they hint at constantly yeah, yeah. and obviously I, I can't say anything because you haven't seen season three but yeah. season three has a lot of new not new elements but a lot of elements that reveals a lot of things which is pretty cool so uh -huh. get to that i was i was actually uh um i was mistaken i have started the first episode of season three i forgot but um I can see that they're kind of messing a lot more with the timeline stuff and it's a lot more interwoven, like just switching between, um, like, you know, usually they go back and forth between, uh, Jack and Rebecca's early days when they were kids or teenagers or whatever, but then, you know, they'll switch back for a couple more minutes to when they're adults in season three, at least the episode that I'm on, they seem to be like just flipping back and forth a lot more and also jumping forward, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious to see where that will go. And uh, I know, uh, you know, I've voiced my concerns about the TV show doing the TV show thing and overstaying its welcome. But you actually recently told me that it has a planned ending. Correct. Which is, you know, that puts it up in the, you know, the safe, safer side of, of, yes. of television yeah, writing, yeah. I feel like. So that's awesome that they have an ending in sight and they're seemingly uh, on on pace to get there yes they so are that's great that's, yes, that's they are. honestly that is the most you can ask for any story um the best ones are clear and concise so oh, yeah oh yeah yeah maybe when we're done if i'm caught up we can do like a spoiler cast for that maybe yeah oh i'd totally be down yeah okay yeah. well anyways aaron what have you watched this week i literally just watched season two of this is us i have nothing else to add just, there you go yeah it's, it's great and jack pearson is the greatest character of all time maybe one of them probably so is randall so is Randall. Randall is an amazing character. Yeah. I also went out and got John Wick Chapter 3 because I saw that it was on DVD while I was in Best Buy. So, uh, yeah. Watch John Wick Chapter... Dude, watch John Wick in general. Just if you haven't watched the first John Wick yet, number one, what's wrong with you? Number two, it's still fixable. Like, just watch John Wick. Um, and then watch John Wick Chapter 2. And then John Wick Chapter 3 in that order. And then prepare yourself for, for the next one. Oh, yeah. Aaron was the one that got me into John Wick and... He showed me the first movie and obviously it was great. I really enjoyed it. The second one we didn't get to for like a year a and while. a half. Yeah, it took us a long time to finally get to the second one. Um, but when we finally saw it, it was pretty much right before Chapter 3 came out. And that was great. Uh, well, Chapter 2 was great. And then we went to go see Chapter 3 in theaters. My God. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to do that. That was insane. That was that was, that was my madness. second. That was my second Wick in theaters experience. So you're, yeah, we're we're <laughs> they're pretty much three for three. I mean, just the first thirty minutes alone are unparalleled. No, yeah, the first the first thirty minutes of John Wick three makes it the best John Wick movie. <laughs> so yeah, that about covers everything that we watched this week. Now we're just gonna quickly go over some 
news from this week. Um, there really isn't too much, but there are some fun things that uh, that were announced or released online. And Aaron, you want to uh, you want to bring those up? So number one, biggest thing I could think of, or I saw rather, was uh, Haley Steinfeld is rumored to be cast as Kate Bishop in the new Hawkeye uh, Disney Plus series. Which, yay! Who doesn't love Haley Steinfeld? <laughs> I love her, and I think she's great in everything she's in. So. Good casting once again, probably. Uh, I only saw a couple of artworks of Kate Bishop, and you know it's relatively similar. But she's a fantastic actress, and I'd love to see her alongside Jeremy Renner any day. So uh, there's really not much to this. It's just a rumor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some something interesting about it is I know that this is going to be well if she gets cast. This is only going to be Haley Steinfeld's second her own, her second TV role. She's only ever been in films. the The only other TV show that she's been in hasn't even been released, um, which is Dickinson. It's going to be released on Apple TV Plus. She's playing Emily Dickinson? She's playing Emily Dickinson. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So she is the title character of this TV show. That is going to be her first TV show that she's ever worked on. She's only only ever done films. Yeah. Now with Dickinson, that's going to be her first. And then if she gets cast in Hawkeye, that's going to be her second. So that's going to be interesting seeing her go into this different uh, this different world. I had no idea that she'd never really been in TV before. But I mean, proven actress through and through. So you really can't go wrong. Yeah, and Marvel's no. Marvel's kind of known for their casting just being spot on. So yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be oh, great. Okay. Um. So one other really cool thing that was kind of circulating around so social media. I know you saw this. Was uh, behind the scenes of Mission Impossible Fallout. Um. It was how they filmed that scene with Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill in the airplane, and they do the I think it's called a halo jump when they jump out of the plane, right? And you know. Ed, Tom Cruise, notorious for doing all of his own stunts. Well, yeah, he actually did skydive out of a plane for that scene, and so did the cameraman. I didn't realize that, but the cameraman basically sk- skydove backwards out the plane, which yes. is even scarier. He had the camera mounted on his head. It's one of the coolest behind-the-scenes things I've ever seen. So uh, I wish I knew the the at handle for where that tweet originated from, but literally if you just look up Mission Impossible Fallout skydiving behind the scenes, you'll, you're guaranteed to find it. It's amazing. It, it, it's It's... Uh, I don't know how brave is it brave or stupid uh, both a little bit of both I would say both but at the same time it's all it also just comes with training yeah because Henry Cavill was also brave enough to do it however Tom Cruise refused to let him because he Tom Cruise has been training I didn't for, see this yeah I don't know I, I read about this Tom Cruise had been training not not training for this one particular thing but he has been skydiving and doing all this for years. Mm-hmm. And so he knows how to do it and he knows the difficulties of it. Henry Cavill was more than willing to do it, but because of how difficult and very dangerous it is, he wanted to make sure that he was safe because it is a very a very particular thing that requires a lot of training. And so while there is bravery involved, there is also a lot of preparation. Yeah, it's some A1 a one filmmaking there. Uh, you can tell that they kind of when you when it's when it's shot back to back with um or rather when it's spliced side by side to the, the end result in the film. You can tell they edited the skyline and all that. Yes, and it's almost like they didn't even need to do that. It would have been amazing enough, but you know even the storm that they kind of add into the movie is it, it's 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 still real. The, yeah. everything is still relatively real. There's no real green screen or anything. It's just a little bit of digital. Yeah, the the storm is in. is all CGI, but the sky like the, the skydiving itself, the physical presence of diving real. out of a plane, yeah, is entirely 100 percent. That is real. That is that's insane. It's it, dude. It's it's literally Mission Impossible and John Wick are the top tier of just Hollywood action cinema right now. I feel like I, I feel like there's no one comes close, and they only get better as they as they are made. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the reverse rule of sequels. They're only getting better. 
it, it's weird. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I love it though. I'm here for it. I'll take a billion more Mission Impossibles. I don't care. Tom Cruise could be 80 and he'd still. I know they've it. already announced a seventh. Yeah. So we'll see no, how that going. one goes. They're that still one's going. gonna be that one's gonna be interesting. And the last piece of news that we have is actually pretty exciting. We are going to be getting an office podcast run by Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, and Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela. That is going to be really exciting. It's called Office Ladies Podcast. Um, I believe it premieres in October, late October. Don't quote me on that, but we will see when that comes out. And I think it should be really exciting. It seems to be an episode by episode breakdown. Correct. By yes. uh, just those two. They're going to be watching episodes of The Office and they're going to be discussing behind the scenes and and like little trivia things from within that episode and actually being on set. So I think that's a really great idea and really exciting, especially with how big of a show that uh, the office is. I'm really curious as to like if there's anything behind. Obviously, there is something to it, but if they have any like ear to the writing at the time of those episodes, because you know the transition between season one and season two. Because season one, Michael, he has like grease in his hair. He's t- a total dickhead. Yeah, and like they 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 kind of make the shift from him just being a douche to him being just an idiot. Yeah, and I'm I'm just curious as to like when was that switch kind of flipped. At what point, what episode was written when, you know, they decided like, oh, this isn't working with some of the audiences. What should we do? You know? Yeah. I'm just curious to see if they'll even get into that kind of like the shift in writing stuff. Hopefully they have guests too. You know, like if BJ, BJ Novak could show yeah. up for like an episode or two. Yeah, or even yeah, yeah. John Krasinski. That'd be really cool. Or even I could totally Ed, see Ed, that Steve happening. Steve Carell. That'd be great. That would be crazy. Yeah. I, I could totally see that happening. And get if, you, if you there. guys are a fan of The Office, definitely subscribe to that podcast. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that one. The FIFA ratings came out. They did come out. Who do you think got robbed the most? Oh, I already know who. what your answer is for that. Yeah, because there's only one answer. Robert Lewandowski scored 40 goals across all competitions last year. Last season, rather. And assisted 13. And he got downgraded to an 89. This is the first time in years that my beloved Robert is below a 90 rating. I am distraught. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys are fans of FIFA, you guys will understand. If you're not, this is just Aaron and I talking about FIFA. So FIFA's dumb. Don't buy it, even though I already bought it. Yeah, we already bought the next one. <laughs> Anywho, we are just going to get straight into our review of It Chapter 2. But first, I think it's necessary that we have a recap of It Chapter 1. So, Marco, what do you, what do you got to say about that one? So It Chapter 1 is a story about a town called Derry in the 1980s. And this town of Derry has been having a quote-unquote problem with children going missing. Uh, In actuality, there is a demon clown on the loose whose name is Pennywise who takes these children and eats them. And that's, so that's it, basically. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's the, about, yeah, it's about all these kids kind of coming together. They decide we have to take it down. We have to defeat it. And at the end, they think that they have taken it down, but they have not. And that leads to It Chapter 2. Yeah, which is uh, a continuation of the story 27 years later, as per, I believe, the cycle was discovered in the first movie. Um Everyone of the kids has forgotten the events of their childhood as they moved out from the city, except for one of the kids, Mike, who stays behind. And so it's up to him once uh, the Pennywise, the clown, resurfaces. It's up to Mike to gather everybody back to see if they can stop it for good. And um, that is basically the crux of the movie. It's just, yeah, all right, the gang's 
gangs back together. We're adults now, though. We're we're now late thirties and well established and not quite different than what they were as kids. Even though I, maybe maybe it's a, the effect of when they come back to the town, they revert kind of back to their old kid ways. But even when the little small sections of Mike calling the kids, they all seem like they hadn't really changed too much. So I don't know. And something else that I forgot to mention, this demon clown is actually a shape-shifting clown, so it is able to take on any form that it would like, and the typical form that it takes is of the greatest fear of whoever its victim is. Like, for example, one of the characters is afraid, or is he's a germaphobe, and so he turns into a leper, which is, like, in, in the depiction of the film, is disgusting, and he's, like, oozing, like, goop and, and shit, and it's, it's gross, but that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to generate fear um, within so, his victims. Yeah, he targets your. He targets the victim's worst fear, basically. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, well, sometimes selectively. Other times, he's just a clown because the audience has to see the clown. It, we're gonna get into this. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna I, get into I, that. I, yeah, I got yeah. issues. All right. So, so do I. Um, so do I. So so let's just I guess initial reactions. Did you did you like the movie, Marco? Here's my thing with this movie. Chapter one. I loved chapter one was phenomenal. I remember walking out of that theater. It was a great time. Yeah. I remember walking I out of that Spain. theater raving about it. It, it was, was fantastic. It was awesome. It was a fun, like movie going yeah. experience. I loved it. Yeah. And so I was really excited for the second one. The second one. It's, it's, uh, it's not terrible, but it's not good. We will be getting more into like more in depth about our critique of it, but just as an overall reaction, it's fine. It's not like I said, it's not terrible, but it's not good. What about you, Aaron? What do you? I think? I I don't like this movie. Or at the very least, I am somewhere torn between I don't like this movie and this movie is okay, but I'm incredibly disappointed by it. And I think the more I think about it, the more I think I just don't like this movie. And it's also a disappointment. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the biggest thing about it was it was just way too long. Yeah, well, I, I shouldn't say that's the biggest thing about it because there are a lot of a lot of problems with it. But one of the bigger things about it is that it was so long. Yeah. And, and, and the entire middle portion of this movie is the same scenario repeated. Just with the individual character. Seven separate times. Yeah. And there's it, it it's it's so formulaic and does nothing different or really original at all that I was just incredibly let down. I yeah, like you said about the length. I'm a prude when it comes to like movie theater etiquette. You know, like you know, stay off your phone, whatever. I get mad at teenagers when they're watching movies because they're loud or higher with their friends or whatever, right? Like uh like I told you, I think when I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was a group of teens that were just like high out of their mind in front of me and I was about ready to just fight and oh lose God, but still yeah. try to fight that sounds horrible yeah <laughs> and, and especially luckily, for a tarantino they, movie yeah, no, they left, you they left, listen you want to appreciate they, it yeah they yeah. left about 30 minutes in because they were too high and they were tripping so they had to, they had to go oh luckily God. so that saved that but anyway my point is I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big baby when it comes to hey everybody shut up and watch the movie right and stay off your phone i checked my phone three times for the time i, I was i was pressed i was i was very very bored i was like man this movie still going we still yeah. have we still have the goddamn third act to get to yeah i mean you, you put it perfectly the middle section just felt so formulaic because getting minorly into spoilers here every single one of those individual scenes with the characters had the exact same 
like script for it essentially because it would start with them going to their isolated location. location. Yeah, their 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 specific location. Find a memory. Yeah. Well, they they it would jump back in time to have that memory of like what it was, and then there would be the interaction with with Pennywise, and then it would go back to where it was in in present time. And then Pennywise would appear to them and he wouldn't do shit because he just wants to scare them. And then they would be all scared. They would get their item and then they would peace out. Yeah. And it was like that for a solid like hour what, and a what half. like 45 it, it, minutes hour. Yeah, hour, I would say longer than an hour. It, it was a, it was a long hour. time just for when you figure there's seven kids. That. So they had to do it six kids, but they had to yeah. do it multiple <laughs> times. Um but whatever. Uh, just I, I guess in general, just what I did like though was the acting chops on most of the adults. Um, I liked the acting on most of the kids, and then Bill Skarsgård is fantastic. He, he still he still sells it a hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah. So, kudos to him. I'm sorry you weren't given better material to work with though, because yeah. I I feel like the writing department kind of left let you down on this one. My thing with Pennywise, Bill's performance is amazing it, uh, it's McAvoy? like it's out of this world james good. mcavoy huh bill oh i'm sorry oh, i should bill, say I, bill yeah, yeah, bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård. My bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I should say like Skarsgård's performance go on is it's incredible but my thing about this movie is the scariest parts were when pennywise wasn't pennywise you know mm. like in terms of in terms of acting when uh when bill Skarsgård was doing the pennywise voice when he especially like when he was talking with the girl yeah and, and he bleachers. started crying yeah that was a great scene that was a really really good scene just because of his performance however in the whole like overall like horror aspect of this it, it, the the scariest parts to me were the ones where he wasn't pennywise and he was in one of his when forms. he was in one of his forms yeah yeah, yeah yeah like i like when he was the leper when he was the giant you know that was crazy, you know. Like it was, it was insane. But then when he was Pennywise, it's like, oh, there's there's Pennywise. Hey, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill. What's up, man? <laughs> um, I think I, I'd still disagree. Uh, we'll get into more of the creative stuff, but I, I disagree just in general with that because I still like. I prefer to have Bill as Pennywise because I know that Bill's there, and as opposed to the monsters that pop up. But we'll do that when we talk about the technical stuff. But um, should we just get into the the let's get into the creatives and I guess full spoiler disclosure at this point yep. we're just going to be talking about the movie, uh, nothing redacted at all. So if you haven't seen it at this point, I'm sorry you're probably going to have to stop listening, uh, if you care. That is. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. still, I I would say rec I would recommend going to see this movie. I would not really. I'm gonna say no. I'm I'm gonna say you're good without seeing it. Chapter two. Huh. I'm good. And my my reasoning is that um. I my my biggest takeaway from this one is that I think that this movie renders the first one obsolete. You almost don't have to see the first one in order to get literally everything that you get out of this movie. And that's my problem. That's my problem with it because I like the first one. I think the first one is much more well crafted. I do not like this one. See, I don't I don't know if I agree with your statement on in that it negates the first movie because I I think the first movie introduces like it, it's supposed to be an introduction to these characters sure, yeah. which I can understand why you would say like, or why one would say like, oh, well, you know, like you could just introduce them in this movie, but with, especially with like the tie-ins with all the stuff from when they were kids and everything, I think it was necessary because it shows that these people have a real reason to fight against Pennywise, you know, like they went through all this shit years ago, like, like, go, like dealing with him and, and being his victims, like, like fortunately they were able to get out, but a lot of people, including um, James McAvoy's character's brother, Georgie, 
like Pennywise killed his brother. And so he has this reason to go back and fight. And I think it was good that we were able to experience like watching them as kids and seeing all of this. And then now 27 years later when they're adults and and they are like they come back to fight him again. There's like that all the more reason to to fight him. You know, do you do you see there in my issue, though, is that it's it's the same thing. It is the exact same. They 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 had the reason. Georgie died in the first one. They had the reasoning behind them in the first movie when they were still kids, and they beat them in the first movie when they were still kids. They're just back again to do it again. It, it, it not enough changes okay, in my I can mind. See that. Like I I get that. It, it, at the end of the day, um, it's a story about you know coming back together, whatever. But hypothetically speaking, you could end the first one off just as its own isolated movie. And just assume that they're all, you know, they're cool, they're buddies, whatever. And you can just leave it at that. You don't need this chapter. I don't think this furthers anything. I think it, I think it, uh, it harkens back to the first one a lot. But like when in those individual scenes, when Pennywise is haunting them, it's all information that we already kind of knew about those kids. There was never any scenes after the, the, the haunting of Pennywise 27 years prior, right? In the first one, when, when those kids are in flashback mode, those are all scenes that take place in the middle of the first movie. I, I didn't catch that until about halfway through. Because when, uh, what, what's it called? They're like, oh, you weren't always friends. And there's that scene where Richie punches uh, Bill, I think, right? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know. Yeah, they, about. they get into a fight. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that happened in the first movie. It did. And all the scenes where they're being haunted individually happened in the first movie. Like in the period it, it, of time, in the frame. time frame of yeah. the first movie, yeah. Do you see what I mean, though? But just them remembering that as adults is technically the exact same thing that happened off screen in the first movie. Okay, okay. And it's almost I'll like you, that. you don't, you don't really need that. I don't know. I, I, I think that's my problem in general. Is just I feel like this added next to nothing, and it could have, but it didn't really, because I, I, I I'm, I'm of the thinking that. The characters conquered most of their fears in the first one, and they were just kind of forced to do it again because the story... Everyone knows that the book jumps to adults, too. And so they were like, well, we need to make this one, even though the first one is perfectly serviceable. And maybe that is a byproduct of making the movie back-to-back, as opposed to in the novel, it switches chapter-by-chapter, kind of. Full disclosure, I've never read the novel, but I just know that the the interweaving of the story... like the, the, The adults remember... The childhood stuff as they move on and they both beat it at the same time at the at the end of the book you know mm-hmm. as opposed to well we beat it at the end of the first movie but then you have to watch the next movie to just get to the same conclusion of the same thing that they already did 27 years ago <laughs> okay. you know what i mean yeah it, no, it, I can it's because see it's, it's the linear structure of movies as yeah. opposed to novels can jump back and forth seamlessly yeah yeah i i, I can i can totally see that argument i think at this point like in that perspective you're right yeah like either you could have either eliminated the first movie or the second movie preferably the second take movie. your pick that's why yeah, I, I, exactly. I choose to i choose to eliminate the second one for but me you can just, eliminate the first one for, like and that's that's from a that's from that perspective from just an entertainment perspective i i think it's good to have both i think it's good to have the one when they were kids because it's like a it's a nice introduction to these characters and it's a lot of fun especially because they are so young and it's it's silly, but also at the same time, it's terrifying. But then I also think it's cool to be able to see them as adults taking it on um, for the final time. And so I, I think that these two films work together. Like I, I can see, like I said, I can see where you're coming from with 
that like you know one negates the other but at the same time i i still think they work together obviously like in a storytelling perspective they they work because it all it all works chronologically but i i can see where you're coming from yeah it's not anyone's fault per se it's just how the story was written and and if you're gonna give any props it's like they stayed pretty faithful to their source material so props to that they oh, did. Well, they, they did. They, they, they leave some stuff out. I don't know if you like how much you know about the book. But I, I know what you're talking about. Well, there's yeah. a there's a couple things. Oh, there's there's yeah, the yeah. one big thing, but yeah. there's a couple other things that just get left out because Stephen King is insane. He is so, insane. And he made a cameo in this film. He did, and I love that. I I actually I was glad to see him. I feel like it's been a while, and I I forgot that he used to. He always he does the um, uh, who's the guy that makes cameos in all his movies? Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, Stephen King is kind of like a, he he kind of does the Hitchcock thing where he he appears in his movies, yeah. right? Yeah, so that was nice to see him. I didn't I didn't expect that. I don't remember if he popped up in the first one or not. Uh, honestly, though, I I only saw the first did. one in the theaters and I never saw it again. So. I don't think he did in this one. No, huh? You mean in the first one? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, in the first yeah, one. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, but anyways, oh well. Um, so if we want to get into just kind of more thoughts on the story and the level of horror. Um, yeah, I think you can already tell that I, I just think that this story is kind of fucking everywhere and I don't like that. And, um, it, it, it's way too much boo, walk around, boo, repeat, kind of way too much spooky clown stuff, but also very little spooky clown stuff because he takes forms of other CGI monsters and it just, it didn't really mesh well for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it just was kind of like rinse and repeat. Go again. What I find funny is that they're just, well, not funny, but it just unfortunate is there just seems to be a curse with part two of this story. Um, because in the 1990 miniseries, part one was, was what everyone claimed to be like, you know, it was really good. It was great. And then part two, where it's like this adult story and oh. then, you know, interweaving with when they were kids. Yeah. It's, not as well rated. I haven't even seen that one. I just know Tim Curry's Tim in it. Curry, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Tim Curry, but um, yeah, but, I didn't know that that was not well received. Yes, and it's not like it was it was god awful, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as the first sure, as with the, the first kids, chapter. With the kids so it, it's just it's just kind of interesting how it's also ironic, and I don't know if it if it if it was written this way by the writers and in, in that they know like in the, that they were consciously aware of this, but I find it funny how there's this whole curse on part two where, you know, they're not able to, to finish it either well or to the full satisfaction of the audience. And the ironic part about it is that in the movie, James McAvoy's character has this book that nobody likes the ending to. And, right. and I, so I kind of find that ironic in that this story, like the, the it story has always had this kind of curse of like the ending is just kind of like uh-huh. eh, and that's in the beginning of this fi- of it chapter two and <laughs> they're trying to prep the yeah audience. there's a story that Sorry. doesn't have a good ending you know <laughs> so it's like were they consciously aware of get what ready, they were doing or was that next, just an, an ironic mistake you get know? ready for the next two and a half hours to go kind of nowhere yeah or exactly. to a place that you've been before a conclusion that you've already reached all these characters already got there and i guess because they have geographic amnesia that they're just it just takes them two hours to remember yeah and they do the exact yeah, it, i don't know um do you do you really have like an explanation for why they were forgetting about about everything like from when they were kids because i remember they tried to explain it in the movie so, but i didn't really get it so no i i i no they just don't remember they don't remember and i don't know like I don't, I wish I remembered the first one a little bit better because I, that's another grievance that I kind of wrote down here was, where is everybody in the town? There's kind of no one in the town ever. And also 
Pennywise can just manipulate reality. So like whatever's going I like who what's it look like on the outside when when Pennywise is scaring these I've guys? I thought about that too. Like yeah. do they just Where stand is still or is yeah. every, is everybody just watching like, these was, people was Stephen freak King out? was Stephen King in the in the bike shop real? Was that Pennywise? I, you never really know. Yeah. And the problem is is that like maybe in other movies I would find that brilliant. I do not find that brilliant in this one because uh I thought that like the town itself was weird. I thought like all the citizens kind of knew that it was a weird town, but I don't remember if that was really touched on in the first one or not. And it's definitely not touched on in this one. In this one, there might as well just be five people in the entire town and it's all the kids and and that's it. There were multiple shots where they were where it, like one day the town would be full because of like the, the festival, the carnival, carnival. yeah, the festival and everything that was going on, but then the like the very next day it was completely yeah, they're empty. just walking around the street broad daylight and yeah. no one's open. No like one's buildings were were broken into yeah. like for you had no you had that one kid that got got that McAvoy would run into and try to save. Yeah, and, and yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the exactly. only kid and his parents in the entire town. And the Chinese restaurant waitress, I guess, was also there, but no one else was in this town. No, no, I, I didn't get it. I mean, I guess we'll just kind of go from the beginning. We've already started, but the the beginning of the I story. Be, I fucking hate the beginning. So you you have these these homophobes, right? They're beating up a gay couple, right? Oh, just okay. To, just to establish that, like, that you know, this, this is a piece of shit world. This beginning, I also don't. Like. I'm really mad at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really mad because they, they set up these homophobes that beat up this gay couple, and um, one of the gay couple he, he gets thrown off a bridge, and Pen- Pennywise just kills him. I'm like, well, that's sad. That's, yeah. that's really sad. Yeah. And then the 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 other half of the gay couple he never comes back in the movie at all no and i don't know if mike was supposed to talk to him uh, mike the one that the kid that stayed in the town i don't know if mike got in contact with him at all it was never brought up again and then you never see those homophobes again yeah. and i'm like what the hell is this is, is this yeah. just to make me like just to make me like kind of sigh and, and just feel bad because like yeah you know, I, I there were bullies in the first movie and they got obliterated in 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 chapter one they got their comeuppance why would you introduce these these characters that are way worse than the bullies in the 80s and not give them any sort of comeuppance or anything because that's how it happens in the book really yep i didn't know that i so i i I should i should yeah i should again warn everybody um aaron said it earlier but i also haven't read the book but I did research the book a little bit just to kind of get an idea of what yeah what was consistent and what wasn't. Sure, yeah. And that scene is in the book. And I find that to just be fucked up. Like, and I know this is supposed to be a fucked it's up a, film. It's a horror movie, but also if anything we learned from the first chapter is they could like be funny sometimes. Do you remember like when the uh, the the boys next, uh, the what's that band called? The boy band that Bev and uh, Ben... Um, New kids on the block. New kids on the block. Yeah. yeah, remember that scene where they're just like, like they're 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 throwing the rock fight and the music comes on or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like th- this movie like was more self aware in the first one, and it's just like in any other horror movie, even the bad guys usually get obliterated, like they get slaughtered, and it didn't happen in this one. I was like, why? Yeah, why? Why did we do that? I don't. And I, don't, and I get I, that, that it was that, used that as an introductory scene to like, oh, Pennywise is back, but it's like, okay, well, are you gonna take out the real fucking assholes? No, you know? no. And I was like. Why didn't you do that? He would have done that in the other movie. But instead, in this one, he actually helps uh, the guy, that, the, the bully in the original movie. He helps the head. Bowers. Bowers is his name. Yes. The kid that would, the, the older kid that beat up the kids in the 80s. That is also uh, in the book. Yeah. Um, he they, just kind of uses them so as a pawn. Yes. So there are a lot of things from the book that they stayed true to in the movie, which I very much appreciate because, you know, you're, you're staying true to your, your source material, which uh, there are a lot of things that, 
you know, they claim well, they to stay true. They to, some stuff. Exactly. <laughs> they they claim to stay true to the source material, but they change a lot. There, there's a lot in this film that stays true, but there's also a lot that does not. And I, I, I will get to that. But yeah, um, Bowers does in the book work with Pennywise to, uh, to, to terrorize these kids and try to kill them. Um, I believe, yeah, he has a different, a different death in the movie in the book, but he still dies. Um, Bowers, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like the Bowers character is still there. Uh, but either way. Like going back to that beginning with with the gay couple scene and and the homophobes, that was fucked up. Like that was really fucked up. Yeah, why not just have a scene where it's just like, oh yeah, they were all found beheaded and dismembered in a corner somewhere. Because it's like I feel like Pennywise would have no qualms doing that. Yeah, he doesn't care about morality. And this just goes back to the fact that Stephen King is fucking insane. Dude is a madman. That bugged me the whole movie because it never came back, and I was like, shouldn't this like have more? consequences or something yeah like i feel like they should have just opened it up with the scene in the bleachers with the little girl that just gets eaten because i feel like that's also more up pennywise's alley because those the gay couple that gets beaten up they're not kids uh, pennywise's whole thing is it like oh yeah the kids are the tastiest right so, i mean i know that, they're the most scared yeah and i know that they they left it as the as the um as the scene that was there because that's how it was in the book but i feel like if they were to do the one that was in the bleachers that would have been overly formulaic with how the first one started with how um, pennywise killed yeah, georgie okay, you know okay so i feel like that would have li- literally just been the exact same introduction to the movie which the 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 sh- the scene with georgie in chapter one is phenomenal yeah but, yeah you know you don't want to start two different movies with the exact same beginning so i feel like well i mean again this like it, it goes is... back to what was in the book but also the fact that they didn't want to make it that formulaic yeah. you know as as formulaic as it already was yeah i mean it has the exact same ending but we'll we'll get to that i guess it doesn't but, um it doesn't have the you exact don't think same so ending. no no I, I i did the research i wrote down oh everything. I, I, I'm, I'm talking about between the first movie and the second movie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. same book. end Not yeah yeah book. same ending between chapter one and two but chapter two has a different ending but yeah technically. just just a couple more grievances i guess about the story that i have is i just always constantly questioning why pennywise never actually kills anybody when he can uh just stupid horror movie villain trope that i hate it falls this movie falls privy to a bunch of other horror troops like the the fucking violin in the background that just yeah 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 and then it pauses and then you get a you get a bang and a a boom and oh and then you repeat that eight minutes later (laughs) or two minutes later a thousand fucking times that was a great reenactment i i you're welcome no i i just i i hate that shit i'm I'm tired of it that's bad horror that's that's i don't know it, it, it's it's startling it's not scary and the the first one was full of that but there it, it was different it, it didn't feel as forced you know this one felt like a lot of the horror was just like this has to be scary like this it, like this is a this is a horror movie like everything needs to be full of of scares and jumps and everything like that but it's like no it doesn't you know there can just be moments of yeah uh, and of, also like, it, of just like intense feeling yeah there was, I don't know, like, I, uh, it, it, it's a weird back and forth that I feel myself in right now because it's like, I liked that, that one part in the first movie when New Kids on the Block comes on and you're like, what are they doing? What is this? And like the rock fight and it's like, this is stupid, but I kind of like it in the middle of this, of this, this terrifying movie where children are dying. But in this one, they have like that scene where Eddie is down in, uh, in the pharmacy basement and like, uh, 
just call me angel yeah, yeah that, that oh, song comes God. on and like the 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 leper vomits yeah, on or whatever yeah, yeah. that case in this case i was like I don't like this. I, I didn't I, like it either. I don't, I don't yeah, know why. I didn't what like switch, it either. What, this movie is only two two years apart. I don't know what switched in me to where I'm like, oh, I like the rock and, fight. And I, I don't, don't like I one. don't think that it's just the fact that it was like the rock fight was with kids and the the vomiting was with an, an adult. adult. You know, I don't think that's what it is. I just think they should have been telling a different type of story, but they were trying to do it with the exact same tone. They should. It doesn't done that. work. Yeah always question I, I was always questioning why pennywise could never actually kill anybody when he should be i guess maybe he's seasoning them with fear that's what i'm thinking <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know if it's correct but i think he he says that like the more fear they have the better they taste i i remember that maybe being, i remember that being a thing somewhere Probably. i don't know if it's if it's absolutely correct but like that's why he likes to like you know like play with his food and terrorize them and then and then he kills them you know yeah but there's also know. there's also a couple other things that bothered me. Like I didn't think the bully needed to be brought back at all. He did fuck all. He did absolutely nothing. Yeah, really. and that again that just goes back to the book. But I agree. Yeah, that was yeah, that he, was silly. He, he, no, no, nothing there. I didn't like that. Most of this movie was like a hundred percent CGI. It just there's nothing there for me there's a mythos that they try to plug with like the native americans that never amounted to anything that didn't matter at all exactly and and i'm so, like what, what why why do you do this thing i guess <laughs> i guess I'll, I'll i'll bring that up so that is in the book it's the it's like some sort of ritual i forget what it's called um oh you know actually i think i have it written down um yes uh it is the ritual of the druid chewed, chewed? I think, yeah chewed or something like that chud like I don't know, chewed. Chowed? It's like, chewed. <laughs> it's like the it's like the U with the two dots over it. How do you pronounce that? Drew. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. it doesn't Whatever. matter. Yeah, I don't know. So it's called like the ritual of chewed. Um, so that's in the book, uh, and it is Mike that brings it up. However, in the book, it actually works, and they weaken him. Um, it doesn't kill him, but it weakens him. And he like ends up running away or, you know, here, let me let me just kind of read through okay, what, yeah. what happens. So um, they reach its layer. Uh, so I should mention this is from Wikipedia, the most reliable source there ever is. But um, <laughs> I did look it up on other sources. This just had the best description of of how it went. <laughs> um, so the Losers Club finds its layer and it has taken the form of a giant spider. So in the book, he's just a spider in the movie clown spider there's a clown spider and it looks fucking oh it's terrible abysmal. it looks it's so horrible. stupid but you know why they did that because someone was like oh well they like the clown exactly they really like bill we need bill's face yeah shut have... up but anyways it's so dumb it's really it's dumb. so oh it, uh oh, oh, i want to i want to I, I wanted to bring this up later when we get into more Nah, i'll do it later okay um i guess so just to finish like how it ended in the book Bill and Richie enter its mind through the ritual of chewed, whatever it is, but they get lost in it. In order to distract it and bring Bill and Richie back, Eddie runs towards it and uses his aspirator to spray medicine in its eye and down its throat. Although he is successful, it bites off Eddie's arm and Eddie dies due to blood loss. It runs away to tend to its injuries, but Bill, Richie, and Ben chase after it and, uh, uh, and find that it has laid eggs. Ben stays behind to destroy the eggs while Bill and Richie head towards their final confrontation with it. Bill fights his way inside its body, locates its heart, and destroys it. What we got in the movie was a bunch of adults bullying the clown spider to death. Yep. And then they crushed its heart. 
I think that was they one just, of they just, uh, you stink. You you have pee pee breath. Like like they were saying like oh we need to make him small and like okay they, yeah that makes sense like that I'm not that's still dumb yeah that's still dumb but like that makes sense. And then when they couldn't actually physically make him small and they said there are other ways to make people feel small. While that is correct, I was like, you serious? This is an like you're, alien you're doing that? demon. Yeah. Uh, why is it? I don't. I don't know. And like I just it felt don't like know. a cop out to me, dude. Like because you have the literally he is like 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 uh what is it they, like he's he's like straight up ready to stab Bill Hader or whoever it was yeah with his with his like yeah fucking his thing yeah his and tendril. he stops immediately because they're bullying him and like and like don't get me no don't get me wrong <laughs> I, I call like, names uh, like. now here's the thing bullying in real life like in schools like in even in adult life it's wrong yeah you shouldn't fucking do it but in this movie when it when they are fighting a demon that kills children like and you, you and bully you, it and you death. bully it to death like that that doesn't I, make I, sense. It just felt stupid. I don't that know. That doesn't make I, sense. I, I don't know. And, and but again, like, am I misremembering? But isn't this the same thing they did in the first one? How did they beat it in the first one? No, in the first one they physically beat it up, like with the, the sticks, they, right? So, so they 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 did talk shit to it, but they actually like were so. First of all, they were hitting it. They yeah, they like stabbed him a lot and shit. But they were also like hitting him. I with, still like, like that better than this. Bat. I still like exactly, that better. Exactly. Exactly. But I but it's like, it's, it's at least so physical dumb. as opposed to. Like emotional, you know, which for a demon makes more sense, you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. And so it, the it ending just came off as goofy. I think the giant clown spider hybrid also it was, was just it already. I was already offset. It was also the end of the movie, so I was really offset. Yeah, so exactly. I, like this is supposed to be like the final it, battle. I was bored, dude. I was the one scene I liked was when Bill Hader was like. He was midline, and then his eyes roll up because he hits him with the lights. And I was like, okay, that was cool. And then that was it. That was the only moment that I was like, nice. Oh, except for uh, uh, Bev and Ben. That was I liked that. When they were, he wasn't sinking in the quicksand. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was a crazy and, scene. Yeah, I like I like that. I like that. So, um, It's just unfortunate, dude, because like the ending in the book, it's not, it's not perfect, but I would have much rather seen that. Like, I know that they're trying to, like, they, they stay true to the source material, but at the same time, they're trying to make themselves unique. Mm -hmm. I think it was a bit too unique of an approach, you know? Yeah. And uh, just, you know, looking at just all the kids, all the characters, I'm just, I'm, I'm let down because I feel like it was all, it was all ground that I thought, I, I was convinced that we covered prior in the previous movie. I, I thought this was all just retreading things that with the exception of i guess richie because there's a development that you know he's gay and i i would say that richie has the best arc in the movie because i feel like he's the only one with any kind of arc because i thought i thought that um i mean fucking ben had his arc off screen he got hot and <laughs> but but actually not even arc he just he just got hot whatever but like he, he's the same he's the same guy as ben he's, he's he was like one of my favorite guys yeah. he was one of my favorite of the kids yeah but nothing changes they they they, 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 they tread over ground that was already plowed like they it, it's nothing new they just it's just reinforcement of stuff that they already beat they already beat their fear yeah okay i i can understand that. i do want to really quickly jump into casting like between yeah adult or between like child and adult actor mm -hmm. my god let me tell you guys if there was an academy award for best casting that like this just shouldn't be contested it is just flawless because like physically the 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 adult actors look 
exactly like their younger actors. It's remarkable. Which is unbelievable because they were also able to find actors that looked exactly like they were able to find actors that looked exactly like their younger counterparts, but also act exactly like them. There's a there's a scene where uh, I think it's Eddie's character is staring at something and his eyes kind of fade out or uh, uh, like the scene kind of fades out. Eddie as an adult and his kid self literally walks into his own yeah, yeah. eyes. It's and like, when he's at the pharmacy. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, uh, that, it's that's, the same that's, face. that's really cool that you pulled it off. I, the casting could not possibly be more pinpoint. But that only kind of adds to my disappointment that they weren't given this such a talented array of cast like they, they couldn't get better material to work with yeah especially i'm just yeah especially Je- jessica chastain and james mcavoy because they are just they're, they're two amazing actors like james mcavoy is one of the most underrated actors of this generation it's without like without a doubt he is but i agree he is phenomenal in this movie because like you you take um you take bill from the first movie and it, you know great character with the stutter and and james mcavoy just Oh, he nails it. Replicates he nails that, like, the stutter without yeah. it, without even trying. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, no, it, or at least it, you know he's trying, but like he makes it seem like he's not. Yeah, exactly. it's false. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's really good casting and really great acting on their parts too. So that that's like one of the, I don't want to say one of the few things, but that is one of the thing, one of the positive things about this film is that casting and acting phenomenal. I want to just touch on horror level too. Did you did you think that this movie was scary? Um, no. It had moments, but yeah, no. Overall, it was like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't, I didn't go home like checking, wow, checking yeah. my closet. <laughs> I watched this movie basically alone, closer to midnight, and I wasn't scared at all. No, it, it's it's something that uh, was outlined to me in a review I saw on YouTube by uh, Red Letter Media, who are fantastic. Um, there's a big, big, big important difference between being scary and being startling. It's not scary when someone bangs pots and pans behind you. It is startling because it is a loud noise and your ears aren't linked to fear. They're linked to stimulate. Like, like it's, a, it's a whole, it's an audio thing. Exactly. I wasn't scared by the movie. It's loud and my body's forced to register loud noises. It, it has no fear factor. There's almost zero tension at any point in this movie. Um, I guess maybe the most tense is probably when Bev is with the old lady and that old lady is just kind of staring at her. But that's it. Yeah, see that's that, it. That, no, they, see, they don't, that's, the that's movie doesn't was, allow itself for anything to build up. That's what I was saying earlier about the scariest parts being when Pennywise wasn't Pennywise. You know, like when he was in his clown form, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's a scary image. But at the same time, you kind of just know like, oh, yeah, it's Bill Skarsgård. While while all of the like different forms that most of the different forms that he's in are, are CGI, they're CGI that is well done enough that it's like, yeah, that that's that's disturbing you know disturbing gross like which is not necessarily like the definition of good horror but it was better you know the best one in my opinion like the scariest one was that old lady Mm. and and the the one moment in particular that like ever since it came out in the trailer that has always like stuck in my head is like fuck that was so good was when she says like no one ever really dies here and And she just stares at her The craziest thing happens. I like I have never seen this in a film. The way that it transitions from her like staring at her and smiling to when she like like then you know, starts yeah. talking, mm-hmm. it looks like it's a jump cut to where it cuts from one frame, her head is one way, and then the next frame it's another, but it's not. 
it it's like that's just the lady. It, no, it oh, I, it's not. no, that's it was definitely a visual effect. Oh. It was definitely, but it was like I thought it was a lady. No, 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 no. Like oh, okay. the the way that I can see how they did it was like they sped it up super fast sure. so that it like her turning from like from where she was to the different head position was like only maybe it was two or three frames. It was really quick, but it was it was a smooth enough cut to where like her head transitioned nicely. It's like a jolt without yeah without it actually being like a continuity error jump cut. Yeah, you know? like it it was amazing and like I've i thought never it, i seen thought it was before. just the old lady <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know like That's okay nice. so if, if you guys are watching go watch the trailer because like, i think it's in the first it trailer is, it is um go watch it and you'll see like when the woman is staring at bev and she's like no one ever really dies here and then her next line she transitions in, into something else there has to be some sort of like either like time remapping or like some sort of vfx that happens there to like make that cut but it's yeah. fucking trippy yeah the only other time I've seen something similar to that, if it is, if it is the actress, if it's, if it's just her and they didn't change much, which is, you know, probably impossible to tell. But, um, the only other time I've seen something similar to that is in uh, hereditary with Tony Collette. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, when, uh, uh, I kind of when, do. when so-and-so is on fire yeah, and she's like horror, she makes like a big O face. She's like screaming. And then like the little shimmer goes over and she could. Oh, like that's just, just like, Tony yeah, Collette. Just, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's just Tony Collette. Okay, that's okay. just her being amazing. Uh, yeah. That's the only comparison I can draw of right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, maybe props to the old lady. But if it's digital, then it's digital too. I or, think not it digital, is. rather, but just a... Like, uh, it may not be a visual effect, but I there had, like, there has to be some sort of manipulation that was done to it. Because, like, there's no way that somebody can cut from one position, like, where that her quick. head is tilted yeah, it, to, like, a completely different position yeah. without it being completely obvious that she snapped her... Like, like she was the one that did the snapping, you know? Yeah. So... Well, I guess this is a, a good enough transition to get into the more technical side of things. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the VFX in general? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we're we're, um, we're going to get into this. Okay. They... I know you like the old lady. Yes, I like the old lady. Um, the leper was good, but I know... Some of that was practical as well. I was not the biggest fan of these VFX. And the biggest oof goes to that final monster. Yeah, big oof, spider clown. That was terrible. I I, I don't know how that that can get through any sort of... Like, there are a lot of stupid things that get through, like, creative directors and, like, and executive producers and shit in Hollywood, like at the sonic movie you know like that was horrible like how did that get through anybody but hmm, it's just not good i know i know in the i know i haven't seen the miniseries but i know i've seen clips and uh it's just it's just a giant spider in the miniseries but it looks like a a, it's like really stop motion and it looks awful but it's also you know made in the 90s whatever exactly for 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 the time and for the technical like capabilities that they had I think it was probably better. It was like at least something was there, I guess. And this was their chance to do that again. But even if it's CGI, only technology has only gotten exponentially way better. You could this was your chance. And instead you do clown mon the clown spider. Spider clown. And spider clown looks horrible. Whereas maybe a cool spider design would have been scary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe I really the, don't know. You know, like how it, the, it's supposed to be is scary. I mean, to people with arachnophobia would be scary, uh, but... Not just a giant spider. I feel like it's scarier than Pennywise's big-ass dumb head. <laughs> with his big-ass On, ass a, on a dumb spider body. Who then gets bullied into a baby. It's stupid. And I, all he does is, like, 
just just rah, rah, yeah, rah, exactly. rah. all he does is just he smash, just smash the, the, ground. the ground and it's like the, wh- are you gonna actually kill them and he, he well yeah no he, i i was i was i'm wrong i was about to say that he spent the whole time in the middle of that circle area but no he ran around he ran around the edges and yeah stuff. yeah but like you said no he's like just smash ground but then that's, he can that's clearly all he's got. see them like at the bottom of the pit that they were in and then he can clearly see that they can that they like went away but he's still just like smashing Smash the ground, ground at the entrance to the pit while they're like no, getting no, to the was, side and like flanking sucks. but it's like i'm sorry i can't yeah. what do you mean <laughs> like it's it was it was just no it, it felt Penny, half-assed pennywise is they learned i feel like they did a bit disservice in this one i, I don't know i just I, I wasn't impressed i i had that written down like pennywise just feels less interesting yeah, he just he he doesn't feel like the character that he was in the first one. In the first one, he was like, he was scary. He was in control of everything, and he he was always like four steps ahead yeah, of yeah. And then anything. just like that, when they're in his clutches, he can't do anything yeah, about it. Yeah, and again, like, that, that, that comes when he, with when, the fact that he can manipulate reality. But in this one, he just like he just doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't I don't get it. But just going back to VFX, I thought it, most of it was garbage. I there's almost very very little practical effects there's no weight to really any of it they're only there to go boo and then disappear back into the corner yeah you Um, you had a good point about the i think it was you i forget who no no a buddy of mine from work he had a good point about the old lady he said that like when she came out as like the naked monster naked old lady monster my buddy from work made a good point he goes it was scarier in the trailer when, when you all you saw was it. just her feet, you yeah. know, when all you saw that was just her legs under, just yeah. chasing after Beverly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like that was, that was scary. But then like seeing her, it was like, oh, that's fake. I like got that tired looks of, dumb. Yeah. I got, I got, I got tired of, of that effect. The, the, the shaky cam when Pennywise is rushing something, you just, you hit the button too many times. You start to anticipate it and yeah. you just, it's not the same. Like I, same I still think it's cool, but I kid you not. My mom literally said the exact same thing. She was like, yeah, no, like that that shaking back and forth thing i'm yeah. tired of it it's like if uh it's like if you if you went to light speed way too many times in a star wars movie you know like oh well they're going through the blue portal again it's only really cool if you use it sparingly it, it's yeah you gotta you gotta get more clever i don't know oh what um, um what really bothered me they they pay uh did you catch this they pay homage to uh the thing have you ever seen the thing no i haven't so the thing is uh a 1982 movie about it's kind of similar to it in that the monster in that can take the form of anybody. And it's kind of like a, uh, like a, like a, oh, we got to figure out who's the monster kind of thing. It's a much better movie. And it's famous at this point because it's a movie that was made 40 years ago that relied mostly on 100% like practical effects. It's, it's, um, it's John Carpenter, if you're familiar. And the movie still holds up and is infinitely better than what I was watching. So when they paid homage to it, uh, I was like, Oh man, I really wish I was watching the thing right now. What was the so um, it it, it it's it's a nice homage, but they kind of rip it off. So it's um, it's when spoilers, but we're already in spoilers. It's when they're in the haunted house and they're looking at the fridge. It's Bill, Eddie, and Richie, and they're looking at the fridge. And Stan's head comes out and it grows into like a spider head. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So when Stan's head rolls out and he grows like these little legs and all that. It's even shot the same way as it is in, in what happens in The Thing. Um, in The Thing, one of the characters dies at one point and his head just kind of pulls itself off his body, but it's a practical effect. It's ins- I'll show you the scene after this. It's insane. And uh, the head, they grow a little antenna and it grows spider legs and it runs around, but it's a practical thing. It's a thing that they built, a model head that they built like a race car basically on its little tendrils or on its little legs and it moves around and it, it's, it's scary as hell. And uh, 
Bill Hader has a line like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That's also the line from The Thing. They just ripped off a scene from The Thing. Maybe it's not homage. It's homage, but also I'm mad enough for I'm like, no, they fucking ripped it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, that's they, weird. And, and um, they even like, they backlight it the same way. It, 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 it you know, I'm, I'm going too hard. It is homage, <laughs> but I'm just upset because I was like, I really wish I was I was watching the thing, and it was ironic to me because it's like Bill Hader's character goes, "Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" I'm like, "Yeah, they are. That head's not there. It's just digital. It's, it's just it's it's not a real prop. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fake. It's it, 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 there's no <laughs> weight to it. Yeah, like have some self awareness. You you you're you're paying respects to one of the greatest usage of practical effects of all time, if not the greatest usage of practical effects of all time in horror, at least." And you have next to nothing practical effects in your movie. How does that not like hit you on the head while you're while you're writing that scene? Like, oh, this would be a great idea. Why? <laughs> Why is it a great idea? Did you think Stan's head is actually gonna? No, you digital. It's it's all, it's all fake. I don't know. I'm just not. Yeah, it's dumb. I'm upset. Like I like I said earlier in this podcast, it's not terrible. It's not good. Um, I. I remember when that when the when the spider clown first came out. I I remember sitting there and I I had already been like, <laughs> I had already been a little bit disappointed with the rest of the movie. But as soon as like he started transforming, I was like, oh dang! Like he's gonna turn into like a big ass like monster thing. What's its true form? Yeah, you know, because your imagination. And then he just stopped at the head, and it was like, <laughs> and it was like, wait, wait, you're, you're why ima- are you still here? <laughs> your imagination, no matter what you're imagining, is gonna be scarier than what they can put to screen. But at least, like, you thought it was like, oh, when your brain naturally thinks, oh, it's its final form. What's it gonna be? And it's still just top half clown because you recognize the clown. Come on, come on. And all he does is experiment. Just, he does the John Snow to the to the to the white walker dragon where he just yells at them stop. the entire time you know stop <laughs> stop stop it <laughs> we no game of thrones on this podcast um so just going just from vfx to to, to editing and sound and stuff uh cinematography too um like th- there wasn't much that you know i could catch in terms of like you know oh blips or mistakes or anything so props to them there I-, I didn't i didn't catch anything any weird adrs did you see anything no no nothing really the one lips not the moving. one thing that stood out to me positively was when uh beverly was looking at at uh pennywise when he was like human and he like scratched his face, you know. Like I'm not talking about the oh, the VFX, yeah, 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 but like yeah. he scratched his face, the and then car. and then when he started screaming, yeah. you know, that was cool sound mixing. Yeah. That was really really cool. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, it was, it's mostly it was just, good. It's mostly just stock horror sound effects, and I'm over it. I'm I'm sorry. It's just you, you press that button too many times. So yeah, nothing nothing stood out. Uh, the cinematography wasn't quite memorable. I don't think it wasn't offensive, obviously. But yeah, I mean, um, it was just. It was good, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't service, like serviceable, but nothing yeah, stood out. It wasn't standout. It wasn't like, oh my god, like best cinematography there of the some, year. There were some really cool transitions between timelines when, like, the kids' versions would ride off on a bike, yes. and like two of them would be standing there. Yeah, and yeah I was yeah. like, okay, that's that's dope because they probably just had the actors just switch. Yeah, like, actors just switch. Right? My my favorite so, one was when was when uh, it was Beverly's time to search for her totem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you see her and Bill when they were kids ride up on the bikes and they're talking and whatnot. And then Bill rides away and then Beverly walks like out Into, of frame. Yeah. And then Jessica Chastain just like is standing right there. Yeah. And to me, that was really cool because yeah. like, you know, that on set, you know, the kids go through their scene and mm-hmm. then Jessica Chastain is right there ready to start hers. 
And in the movie, it takes place over different timelines, like 27 years later. But in real life, it's like shot on the exact same day, like at yeah. the exact same moment. And it's like, oh, this, this must have been cool. really that, that. That's props there. That that's kind of cool thing to see. Like, I bet that was really cool to see on set because it was definitely it was cool to see in the movie. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and then we already talked about like other transitions, like Eddie's eye transition from adult to kid. That yeah. was awesome. That was really really um, good. There's a couple of those. So a couple highlights there. But again, just it falls flat for me, just uh, visually, story wise, story wise, yeah. a lot. Um, it's not that I, I, I don't hate the story. It's just I don't think anything new was done. It was all stuff that I at least thought was covered in the previous movie, and that's why I feel like this movie. If you just watch Chapter Two, you could it kind of renders uh, the first one obsolete. But at the same time, watch the first one because it's just better. It's completely made, and you get to the same conclusion that you do in this one. So. I just feel like this movie wasn't necessary. So anyways, I think that pretty much about covers everything that we have to say about It Chapter 2. Aaron, out of 10, what would you rate this film? I'm going to give it a 5. I know it's just halfway, like 5 out of 10, but I still wouldn't recommend this movie. Just watch the first one and you you literally just pretend the second one doesn't exist. You don't need it. Okay. I, I I don't know if I don't oh, know. Oh well, shit! I just thought of something of the only re- the only reason you would need the only reason you would need to see the second one is to see that Ben ends up with Bev. Oh. I didn't think about that until just now. That's the that is the only that that and to find out that Richie's going through some shit. That's it. That's the only reason to see Chapter Two. Okay, you don't yeah. really need anything else. Okay, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah. you're a Bill guy, yeah, you're right you there. Can, you can end the first one fine, but also that's it. That's the only lead into the sequel. The whole like. the whole love triangle between Bill, Bev, and Ben. Oh my God, I didn't realize they all had B names, yeah. but that it was so pointless. Like just one overall and two in this second one. Kind of never touched on. And well, the the weird the weird Except thing once. is the weird thing is is that like they introduce Bill as having a wife, then he's kissing Jessica Chastain in the middle of the movie, and then just nothing. Never comes again. Out of it. Yeah, like, never again. Like just nothing. Which I, don't get me wrong, I've always wanted Ben and Bev to be together. Yeah, of course. But like, why? You know, like why is that even necessary to include in there? I mean, it was just dumb. It was really dumb. And and I know it was just to like make the whole situation with Ben and, and Bev like more complicated, but it's like I don't care. Like just So you know what? I together. retract my statement. Just pretend at the end of chapter one that, that Ben gets hot and ends up with Bev. That's it. <laughs> just pretend it's fanfic. Just 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 write a fanfic for it. You know? Like forget it. Just watch the first movie. It's way better and you really don't need the other one because you can just pretend that Ben gets with Bev. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everybody wants anyway. So Hold well, out for the real hero. Well, you rated it a 5 out of 10. If I were to rate it, I'd probably give it between a 6 and a 6.5. So not really that big a range, but somewhere somewhere a little bit higher than yours. All but right. still not good. Still no. not good. Yeah. Um, again, I would say I recommend seeing this movie because, you know, it's fun. Quote, unquote, fun. It's really long. Summer blockbuster. But yeah, yeah like I said, it's also not because it's really long. It's really, really It's not long. typically how these movies or how summer blockbusters go. So, but I mean, there's not really much else out right now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that is about it for It Chapter 2. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for Episode 2. Wow. Chapter 2 and Episode 2. Look at that. For joining us for Episode 2 of the A&M Podcast. Aaron, would you like to send us out with our socials? So on socials, you can find us at Twitter at AM Reviews and on Instagram at Aaron and Marco. 
And you can find our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts under The A&M Podcast. So anyways, thank you guys so much again for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you have your own comments on It Chapter 2, we'd really love to hear them. So reach out to us, send us a message on social media. And once again, thank you very much. And we will see you in the next one. I don't, I don't like this movie. <laughs> Yay!